New developments from former President Trump's legal team in a file uh, filing submitted late, late, uh, late last night. The president is urging a federal appeals court to throw out the federal election subversion criminal case against him in Washington, D.C. His attorneys are driving home the point Trump was working in his official capacity as president to make sure uh, the integrity of the election results. So in the document, they said that before any single prosecutor can ask a court to sit in judgment of the president's conduct, Congress must have approved of it by impeaching and convicting the president. And since that did not happen, Trump has immunity. Well, the appeals court is expediting the process and will hear arguments on January 9th. But in the meantime, the judge for the case in question has paused procedural deadlines. Now it's up to an appeals court to decide if presidential immunity applies here. And, well, that's complicated. Yeah, and he's also not the first president to invoke presidential immunity. CNN's Brian Todd explains. This is a very sad day for America. In arguing his innocence in the federal criminal case against him related to January 6th, former President Donald Trump and his lawyers insist that Trump's presidential immunity while he was in office extends to the criminal justice system. What is presidential immunity? Presidential immunity basically means that you cannot be sued or criminally prosecuted for certain acts as president of the United States. Why is there an idea that a president shouldn't be criminally prosecuted for an act committed during their time in the White House? Philosophically, the heart of the argument on this immunity is that a president has to be able to move forward, make decisions at a pretty rapid pace, and he can't be subject to lawsuits for any act that he takes, whatever act that is, that he can't be tied up in court rather than being acting as president. But Nick Ackerman says that applies mainly to civil lawsuits against a sitting president, not criminal charges. It's a completely different situation if a president commits a crime. Uh, under no circumstance does a president have the right to commit a crime. President Richard Nixon tried to invoke limited presidential immunity over judicial orders in 1974 when he tried to avoid handing over his White House tapes to the special counsel investigating the Watergate scandal. He didn't try to invoke immunity over criminal prosecution. The Supreme Court in the summer of 1974 swept all these arguments away and said that Richard Nixon had to turn over the tapes. Nixon did hand over the tapes, which contained evidence that he was involved in the Watergate cover-up. Shortly after that, he was out. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. After leaving the presidency in his iconic 1977 interviews with journalist David Frost, Nixon seemed to indicate he thought he was above the law while serving as president. Well, when the president does it, that means that it is not illegal. But historian Tim Naftali says Nixon was not referring to absolute presidential immunity. He was talking about a very narrow band of national security and domestic security operations, which for a period of time could be done in the United States and it not be illegal. But even that narrow band, which does not include insurrections and it does not include burglarizing the Democratic National Committee or your opponent's party headquarters, that narrow band ultimately was removed by Congress and the courts. Even though current special counsel Jack Smith was rebuffed in his attempt to get the Supreme Court to quickly decide whether Trump has presidential immunity, some legal analysts believe the Supreme Court will likely weigh in on that question in some fashion. The question is when, since Smith had been pushing for Trump's January 6th trial to begin within a few months. Brian Todd, CNN, Washington.
All right, for more on all of this, we have now CNN legal analyst Norm Eisen. Norm, I, I want to read that quote that I read at the top just one more time just to get your reaction to it. Uh, Trump's lawyers argued in their filing, before any single prosecutor can ask a court to sit in judgment of the president's conduct, Congress must have approved of it by impeaching and convicting the president. That did not happen here, and so President Trump has absolute immunity. Uh, what's your reaction to that? Uh, well, Danny, it's silly. Um, of course, I worked on the first impeachment of Donald Trump, and the Constitution says that uh, impeachment proceedings don't preclude later criminal process. But it doesn't say that impeachment proceedings and a conviction are required for later criminal process. Like so often with President Trump and his lawyers, they've taken the constitutional text and distorted it. Now, why are they making this silly argument, which they repeat again in their new brief filed very late last night at the direction of the D.C. Circuit? This D.C. Circuit case is moving on a rocket docket. Why do they do that? Because when it comes down to presidential immunity, they know, like the rest of us do, they have a very tough haul to say that the president is absolutely immune. Judge Chetkin has ruled that out. So they're grasping at straws to have some other argument. It won't work. All right, but Norm, I'm curious. You know, you can argue that the Supreme Court handed Trump a win on this immunity case back on Friday. But do you think this will take the wind out of Jack Smith's sail at all? Well, I think it will uh, slow the wind in his sails. We're probably not going to get that March 4th trial. I'm guessing that by the time it gets back to the Supreme Court, uh, we might have a delay of 60 or 90 days. Nobody knows for sure. But as I look at the calendar, I don't think this is going to prevent Jack Smith from trying his case in 2024. And here's why. The, why did the D.C. Circuit order Trump to file his brief? before midnight, a couple days before Christmas on the <laughs> holiday weekend, because they are in a big hurry. They want the case fully briefed and they're gonna have an oral argument on January 9th. They'll decide within days after that. And then guess what happens? Back at the Supreme Court. <laughs> so I think we're most likely seeing a short delay, short-ish. Uh, of course, nobody knows for sure, but most likely, 60 to 90 day delay and then will trump will be back in front of judge Chetkin and in front of that dc jury all right well norm i want to switch gears for a second because i am so fascinated as all of us are by this colorado case from your perspective will trump's name appear on a colorado ballot in 2024 well uh that is one where there's less clarity than when it comes to presidential immunity um, the uh, uh, Colorado decision is a powerful one. They have a strong evidentiary basis for saying Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. Uh, as the January 6th committee found, he did nothing while the insurrection raged for 187 minutes. And he even poured fuel on the flames through his speech on the ellipse and targeting Mike Pence in that notorious tweet at 224. So there's a sound evidentiary basis to say he's an insurrectionist, and there's a sound legal basis. The Constitution says if you're an insurrectionist, you can't be president. Now, uh, the problem with that good decision is that it heads to the Supreme Court, and 
the Supreme Court is going to have the final word. They've never decided this 14th Amendment question before. Donald Trump is certainly going to file it soon uh, in the Supreme Court for their review. And no one knows what they're going to do. But a strong decision is headed their way. Norm, if, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to put you on the spot. From your perspective, is Chief Justice Roberts right now just squirming, thinking about all of these things he's, his court is going to have to weigh on and weigh in on in 2024? Oh, well, Danny, I know the Chief Justice. Uh, and uh, he signed up to handle the most <laughs> important questions that our nation has to offer. Uh, I think that the Chief Justice is uh, not squirming, but puzzling, scratching his head. He's wrapping his gifts for his uh, kids and his family and thinking about how he uh, wraps uh, the uh, legal process in the Constitution and the rule of law in the months ahead. I do think he's a superb judicial politician in the best sense. He figures out uh, what what the Supreme Court can do, how it can maintain its credibility uh, and do the right thing under the Constitution. And he's going to do some juggling and weighing and balancing. And that's what our country uh, uh, is uh, built on, checks and balances. And the Chief Justice is going to figure all that out. So it's going to be an interesting term by my count. There are as many as five major Trump democracy cases that are headed to the Supreme Court or there already. And uh, he's going to be busy.